You want Texas, Mr. Holloway? This is Texas. Where are the oil wells? Where are the Rattlers? J.I., I want to buy a six-shooter. kidding we're doing fine over here welcome back to queer horror cult sorry that we uh missed an episode on account of being sick as well slightly sick i guess we weren't actually that bad off but but it was a sore throat and when you're podcasting that's the only thing that matters <laughs> yeah yeah the money maker wasn't in top working order no. so but there you go um you get you got a little bit of fake laryngitis asmr yeah so i hope you not <laughs> <laughs> Or not, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. No judgment. As we'd mentioned after our sort of like year wrap-up kind of thing, uh, we're going to focus more on doing uh, single movie episodes and and double features and stuff like that mm-hmm. as opposed to our usual let's cram as many in there as we can because, I don't know, it just, it's getting difficult to find the time, especially as you're mm. practicum wrapping up. Or amping up. <laughs> I'm, I'm like halfway through at yeah. this point, which is fucking insane. Yeah. It sure I, went, didn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's gone by so quickly. But yeah, so uh, we've got a double feature for you today. And uh, after a couple cult movie weeks, we're going to get back into the horror of it all. This week we're talking rural terror. That's a fun one to fucking say out loud. <laughs> Just like watching your face as you said it. It was like, oh no, what did we sign up for? <laughs> Rural. Rural horror. It just makes me think of fucking cooties. It's like, it's got a rear wheel. Rear drive. Rear drive. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, no. Rural, as in not urban. Terror, as in horror, and all the fun stuff as in that goes scary. along with that. Yeah. When we're saying rural terror and all that, we figured it'd be so easy to do an episode that's just like city kids get lost in the woods right. and get killed and eaten and murdered and whatever the fuck. Like, you know, your classic Texas chainsaw thing mm-hmm. and the countless imitators that have followed. But... I figured it'd be fun to do something where we look at movies that are actually set in the rural setting, and that includes the characters within, and that's where the the horror is built. So mm-hmm. it's not just like a fish out of water, let's demonize rurality kind of thing. Yeah, instead it's like, so people live out there, yeah. and sometimes scary things happen to them too. They're not all fucking inbred cannibals. Believe it or not. Shocker, I know. <laughs> um, well, we live in the uh, mighty strong province of Alberta, which is 
it has a lot of morality to it. Like, we're in one of the two major cities. Everything else is largely, like, large small towns, small mm-hmm. towns, and rural stuff. Yeah. Um, Big time cattle ranching. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so... Uh, a lot we of farmland. Are, we are in one of the city centers there, but I, I feel like that sort of, like, small townness kind of creeps in. In ways, bit. yeah. It's, because, uh, like, I've been to other big cities and places, and they feel quite different mm-hmm. to, to where we're living here. And uh, Edmonton's just got this kind of, like... I like to think of it as having um, all of the amenities of small town and all of the charm of a desolate city. <laughs> <laughs> and also in, in the, like, population, too, like... I keep seeing every once in a while someone Photoshop, like, the city of Edmonton sign or whatever to say on it, like, welcome to Edmonton, where there is a peculiar ratio of pickup trucks to hipsters or something like yeah, that, where it's that's, like, that, yeah, that's you get both <laughs> in yeah. probably pretty similar numbers. Yeah, we, we get that mix, especially because uh, we're fairly close to the university, mm-hmm. and, like, we're currently recording this in the only riding in all of Alberta, I believe, to not vote conservative in the federal election. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. So so that kind of tells you what this interesting mix is between um, where we're situated and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's this weird in between, like, because it's not rural. No. But it sure as shit isn't, like, Toronto. No. Or anything. Like, uh, you know, we've uh, talked about going places, like, we even did an episode, or I did an episode from Berlin kind of thing, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, have different experiences with different cities, and I've grown out, grown up in different cities around. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. <laughs> but Edmonton is just kind of, like, it's a weird mix. Like, yeah. it's interesting. I would love to hear from someone who has been to both Alberta and Texas to, to right. sort of, like, talk about that whole, like, Alberta's the Texas of Canada. And, like, where does that lie as far as, you know, just, like, is that, like, a rip on Texas? Is that a rip on Alberta? <laughs> is that a rip on both? Like, Or is that supposed to be, like, a compliment to both? Yeah, somehow? yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see, like, someone who, who's spent time in both. Yeah. Like, how, how, how true that rings. Totally. Because, yeah, I've definitely never been to Texas. I've barely mm. been to the States, but... Closest I've been, I think, is Arizona. Oh, yeah. That's getting down there. Yeah. Cool, cool. Anyway, so, yeah, that's what we mean when we're talking rural terror and all that. We mean, like, actual set in rurality and all that. And The people are rural. The setting is rural. The horror is rural. Yeah, exactly. No city slickers to be seen. Yeah, exactly. And so the first movie we covered was one that we'd both seen before, mm-hmm. but it'd been a bit. It'd been a minute. Um, we mm-hmm. watched 2016's The Eyes of My Mother. Fuck me, I forgot how <laughs> harsh this movie is. Oh, yeah, no, I I remembered really liking it. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah, so we I, that was one that we've been wanting to revisit for a while, and, like, from the first scene, I started having flashes. I was like, wait, wait, I think I kind of remember what happens. Yeah. Boy, I barely remembered what happened. Even I was, I, like, yeah, I just, I, cause I, I was like, wait, the guy, doesn't he have a gun or something? I didn't remember the rest of that shit. I remember that intro part. Yeah. Um, like, the prologue thing, and then, like, everything after that, it was just, like, little flashes kind of thing. Yeah. It's, like, it felt like I actually remembered most of the movie, but I didn't... It was all mixed up in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's, like, where is it going with this kind of thing? So there's still a bit of that mystery rewatching yeah. it. Yeah, no, I remembered... 
I remembered the, uh, yeah, that most of that first scene. And I remembered her picking up a girl at the bar. Yeah. And bringing her home and kind of menacing her and scaring her. Uh-huh. That was about it. Yeah, fair enough. So. <laughs> All right, well, then let's get into it. Let's um, do it. This movie starts with the main character as a child kind of thing. And uh, she's getting these weird life lessons from her mother mm-hmm. who is or was a surgeon. She definitely has a medical background. Mm-hmm. Like she's from, Does she say she's from Portugal? She does. She yeah. said she was a surgeon back in Portugal, but yeah. maybe to wherever they moved. Like I get the impression this is the States, but yeah. really it seems it could just kind of like nowhere in North America. Yeah. Um, my guess is either she stopped practicing or she wasn't able to practice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I lost count of how many people I worked with at like Subway sandwiches and stuff where they're like, oh yeah, I was an engineer back home. I was a dentist back home kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, the best, uh, that you're qualified for when you come over here is slinging sandwiches and no knock against anyone who does that. I did that for fucking years. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's fucked up that apparently what you are perfectly capable of doing in your home country like it isn't simply a matter of like i don't know it feels like it should be easier no okay well yeah uh, if you can get a fucking professional degree and and again like you said not to be like classist or whatever but i mean like it's shitty not being able to work in your field yeah that you were probably passionate about invested a lot of yourself into learning about enjoyed and if it's anything like here it probably took a lot of time and money to accomplish and effort and like yeah. all these yeah no, i at my childcare job that i still occasionally pick up shifts at uh there's there's an engineer from mexico there's a lawyer from brazil there's like and they're just working like minimum wage it's, with me and it's like wow that's so fucked up yeah yeah, but anyway, so that is the uh, the mother in this movie, mm-hmm. and um, early on, this movie really kicks up the intensity. Like, uh, yes, we see this scene where the uh, the the child is outside, and this random dude just kind of walks up and starts talking to her. He's like wearing like a pressed shirt and like tucked into his slacks. Yeah, and like you see me, you're like Mormon. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, almost. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's on. It's funny. The the only thing I could think of when we started watching this a second time was that fucking story, Good Country People. Like, oh yeah, that was the vibe <laughs> I was getting off of him. Mm. Um, I was by Flannery O'Connor. That's the name. I remember we what a name. We both read it in uh, different classes, but with the we? same prof. Same prof. So same that prof. would be why we. We uh, <laughs> both covered it. Yes. And, uh, oh, God, that was, like, one of my favorite short stories that I read from it's that class. so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the vibe I was picking up off of uh, these interactions. And I don't know why, because it's not a horror story kind of thing. Mm. But there is just this sort of, like, oddball weirdness to the interactions of the characters. We're the goddamn salt of, of the earth, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that facade of clean, good country cut, people. Good country people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but whoever they fucking cast oh, to yeah. be the um, this guy, holy fucking <laughs> shit! That. Yeah, it's played by Will Brill. So Will Brill, you're living Will? up to your fucking name. Will man. King, you are Brill. Yeah, exactly. Because there was just this unsettling yes. kind of thing, and it's one of those. Um, he comes out of it like Stranger Danger style, but it's that sort of horror that you expect from the city, not mm-hmm. from uh, people living on a lonely farm site. Because, like, where the fuck did he even come from? He just walks up. Exactly. And it's like they are on an isolated farm. And it just brings back, like, 
him going into the house and all these things like he has this off-puttingness about him but it's in this you know upstanding looking well-dressed young white man so he must be credible and then it just always brings me back to um the girl with the dragon tattoo and not that i want to give spoilers but when the well you already know this at this point if you're if you've read it or seen it but when the serial killer in it tells the person like you like you're it's like politeness it's this conditioned politeness that like you every warning sign red flag danger bell was going off in your body and you still came with me out of politeness yeah and now you're gonna fucking die that's like so much what's going on here because it's just like because it's like don't let this man in your house super guarded too they're acting super guarded but that like little thing of politeness is just what's doing them in because uh he's just like can i use your bathroom it'll only be a minute kind of thing Mm -hmm. and she lets him in even though the guy is putting off major off-putting and they look like they look off-put yeah yes Exactly. And, uh, then when he comes in, he just immediately starts acting even weirder. And mm-hmm. they still do the, like, whole, the bathroom's down through the living room kind uh, of thing. Yeah. And he's just like, this is a really nice house you have. And all that. And, like, starting to get really creepy and spooky. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird because, you know, in typical horror movie fashion, there's that thing where it's like, no, you can't trust that guy. You know, like, oh, no, fight for your life and all that stuff. But there was a weird realism to this. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's when you're in uncomfortable situations, dropping social etiquette is just such a fucking hard thing to do. Yes. And, like, I'm not saying that as someone who's been in a situation this intense or this life-threatening, but even, like, lesser ones, it just feels like dropping that social conditioning gets so difficult. Because you don't know what to do, so what do you do? You revert to what you know. Yeah. Even if it seems like the most wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, everything is telling you, do not fucking, like, go anywhere near this guy. Yeah. It's still, it's like, well, it's all you have. Yeah. And what's the consequence if you don't? Yeah. Because that's one thing you hear, too, is that, oh, well, if they're a fucking, like, psycho killer, then... You know how they say, like, oh, if you're a woman out running alone, make sure you make eye contact with everybody because it, like, forces them to humanize you. It depends on if you're looking at, like, social violence or antisocial violence. I learned this in that, like, that self-defense kind of thing where they pointed out, so social violence, that's, like, your two, your bros get too fucking drunk and start beating the shit out of each other. In those cases... The warnings thing, the the things they do to tell you to protect yourself, things like making eye contact, acknowledging in social violence, that would actually more more likely to instigate because, because, you know, you catch their eye and they're like, what are you looking at, man? What the fuck are you looking at? Oh, you want to be like that? Yeah. Whereas antisocial violence, it's like if, yeah, somebody who. They don't want to humanize you. Yes, exactly. And that's not really seen as, as the same way as like instigating. It's more of a like, oh, I guess uh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't target you. Not that that's gonna stop anyone who's really fucking like, yeah, determined. Yeah, they made up their mind. They made up their exactly. Mind. Um, and then uh, this scene features a. It's interesting how graphic and harsh this murder seems for something that's so off screen for most right? of it. Right? Oh my like, god. Like, we get the briefest flash of what's going on, and yeah. even then it's still obscure, but it's like this sequence is just so harsh, and I, I think there's sort of a brilliance in the way that it's directed and shot, mm-hmm. because with a lot of the uh, deaths in this, is it's always off screen. Right. And uh, I, I think that that's uh, really interesting where... You know, he's, like, pulled out the gun, and he's menacing them. 
And then it just cuts to outside the house over the shoulder of the husband as he's driving home. Yeah. And it's just a, like a long take of him slowly pulling up the driveway, getting out of the car yeah, and heading into the house. Along, like, the it's wiser. not rushing anything. No. And it just builds that dread. Because you're just so like urgent, way. like, go yeah. in, dad, go in. Yeah. It's not too late. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Holy shit, that's all I can uh, really think about that. Because Mm -hmm. then uh, he hears the the kerfuffle going on. That's a very nice way of putting (laughs) it, the kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, And he goes to the bathroom. We just get the briefest shot of, like, blood splatter and the guy, like, beating. Like, you don't even see what he's beating exactly because it's off camera. Yeah. But, yeah, I just remember, like, thinking it looks like he's just taking a knife to something, Mm -hmm. like, as fast as he fucking can. Yeah. Like, full range of motion in his arm. And then, like, it's the briefest shot, and then it cuts back to the daughter sitting at the kitchen table. And you just hear the, uh, yeah, Franny, that's it. And <laughs> you he just hear her? the uh, sounds. And, like, you hear a bit of scuffle between the husband and the guy. Yeah. And uh, the husband takes him out temporarily. <laughs> and um, it's so, it's all off camera, but it just seems so fucking intense. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really. Uh, Especially in the context of having just the kids sitting there being, like, in shock. Yeah. Not knowing what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe knowing exactly what's going on because she's kind of fucked up. So yeah. who knows? But uh, the the flip that happens at this point in the movie is it's still fairly early in the movie, but it's an interesting way to handle this sort of uh, using the rural setting because you know there are people that are out in the middle of nowhere and they this guy comes along and commits this this awful crime. Like he's even asking like, "When's your husband going to be home?" Like knowing that. They're isolated. Yeah, There's like they're no fucked. one coming to help kind yeah. of thing. It flips from that immediately to when they get the upper hand to the isolation serves them to keep this horrible secret for mm-hmm. so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a reversal, like, on a dime kind of thing where they, instead of killing the guy out of revenge, they tie him up in the attic. Or, no, the, the loft of the barn. Yeah. That's it. And they keep him there. For ages. For ages. Like, it cuts to the daughter now as a full-grown woman. And Charlie yeah. is still out in the barn kind of thing. And But as, when she's still a kid, I just want to cut in. Because you're yeah. like, oh my god, her dad's so fucked up. When she's still a kid, and then he's like, you hear him from the barn, you're like, Franny, Franny. And the dad's just like, you gotta fucking do something about that. Yeah. So as a kid, she goes in, and she, like, removes his eyes and vocal cords. Yeah. Or voice box or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he won't be hearing him anymore. And it's like, oh. Thank you, child. <laughs> yeah, Sweet like, child. You, yeah, you're taking, you're kind of really, I don't know, really taken aback because it's like, oh my God, this poor girl, she must be so traumatized. Her whole world was collapsed. And it's like, okay, what was going on here this whole time? Yeah. We're, mi- we're clearly missing something. These are unreliable narrators that are yeah. not showing us the entire picture. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, fuck, and... After that, the movie is just largely her dealing with her life mm-hmm. in the wake of all of this that happened. Yeah. And, like, if you actually try to plot it out on little just specific events, there there's not tons in there. Like, it's a short movie to begin with, but mm-hmm. it's, like, there's just a couple key beats. Otherwise, it's really, like, a character study. And yeah. And there's lots of these long takes that they don't feel like 
okay, we get it, on with it right. kind of thing. It's just like, it, it has this pace to it that it I, I really appreciated. It actually, um, the way they they bookmark things with chapters, like the first one's mother, the second one's father, it reminded me a lot of Hagazusa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then also with the like, oh, what's, what's going on here? We're kind of just watching a character and watching shit happen. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. I had made that connection, like I said, it had been so long since I'd seen yeah. this movie when watching Hagazusa, no, but then watching this one, it was like, Hold on, I've seen something like That's this recently. I didn't pick up on that, but yeah. I totally see what you mean when you say that. Yeah. Huh. But I think that that pacing and all that stuff, it's kind of like harkening back to the whole rural setting where, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like small town out in the sticks, nothing ever happens. This is the pace kinda, of life. Yeah. yeah. It's not that busy. Which I find it city. so fucking weird that there's like that dichotomy going where it's just like a farmer's work is never done mm-hmm. like wake up at the crack of dawn work yourself throughout the entire day never and get a vacation um, but at the same time it's also like what a what it doesn't have the bustle of a city it's so slow paced and lackadaisical it's like which one is it right kind of thing. yeah but it's using that kind of pacing mm-hmm. to really showcase the horror in this one and Fuck, that grimness doesn't let up, does mm-hmm. it? <laughs> this like, movie is grimdark. Yeah. I remember <laughs> recommending this to a friend. Um, she mm. was like, I need some horror recommendations, and like threw a bunch out there. And she started watching it, and then was just like, couldn't do it. Nope. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> just like too intense. And it's like, yeah. I could fucking see that. It's, mm-hmm. it is. Well, I clearly blocked a lot of this movie out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's pretty intense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I enjoyed it, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. I see what my brain was doing. There's a um, second murder in the middle of the movie when she brings the date home. Mm -hmm. And uh, leading up to that, I found it was... uh, What am I... like? I'm trying to think of the vibes I was getting off of it, but where there's this bar that she went to go pick up another woman kind of thing. Yeah, a couple towns over. Yeah, a couple towns over. And it was... It kind of brought me back to that rural queerness sort of discussion we had in our Queer Theories and Cultures class. Mm -hmm. And, like, it... What was the name of the bar? Do you remember? I remember it had some kind of illusion in the name where it's just like it could conceivably be a lesbian bar or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. It escapes me, but... It's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's just like, was it a straight up queer bar out, out in the, uh, the, the six kind of thing? Like that gives me a nod to sort of, but I'm a cheerleader when they all escape the camp right. to go to that bar. Um, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe it's just like, oh, cool. Like it, it doesn't make a big deal of the mm-hmm. fact that she is able to engage in this same sex relationship kind of thing in a way that. There often is with that sort of rural where it stinks of heteronormativity, like mm-hmm. oh, what well, like metropolitan queerness kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like we we've talked about this. I know you've mentioned it before. Like yeah. the idea that the stories are always like city. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like one of those instances where it seems like they ha- they're somehow able to have one another on their radar, mm-hmm. and so regardless of what's happening around them, they can kind of just exist under the radar. Yeah. of everyone. Yeah, because... But it, they can spot each other. Yes. Because yeah. uh, rural queerness doesn't have the visibility as big city things because, you know, like, how many stories are about, like, some, like, queer stories, gay stories and all that are about someone they have to go to the city mm-hmm. to find themselves kind of thing, and that's not what's going on here. No. She has to go searching. She has to go a couple towns over. Sure. And that's interesting because when she... The, uh, the, the date asks, like, do you live nearby? And she's like, just a couple towns away. Yeah, that sounds and it's so, like... like 
So how many hours of a drive is that? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but that's where you, that's what makes me think this may be more in America kind of yeah, thing. Because yeah, like in Canada, true. especially Alberta, it's like the city ends and you drive for the sprawled a, fucking for an city hour, ends. and then there's like a small town. Yeah, drive for another hour. There's a slightly larger small town. Yeah, drive whereas for I, another hour. I know like somebody I know who grew up in uh, Minnesota. She's like, oh yeah, you know, it's so crazy. Me and my my siblings, we used to like bike over to the next town during the day to go swimming or whatever, and our parents didn't give a shit. I would never let my kids do something like that. Well, good luck. The kid would have to go like out into the countryside. It's like enjoy right. your your. 10 hour bike ride. Yeah, they to get to go bike to Sherwood Park. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I kid. Now, Sherwood Park, there's a terrifying place. The most <laughs> heteronormative place I've ever been. Yeah. But yeah, there's something about um, this rural queerness where it's like, like you said, you know, in the city, it's not as visible because nobody, either like it's dangerous or nobody really knows about it. But when nobody really knows about it, then you can, that secrecy is protective. Yeah. Like it makes me think of, um, I don't know, places in the in the global south where, like, they were colonized, usually by Britain. Homosexuality was made, like, illegal, so it's, like, the worst thing ever. And then now that places like Britain and the U.S. are like, oh, actually, it's okay. Um, a lot of these places, they think, like, oh, well, that's some weird, like, American shit, like, Western shit. We don't have that stuff here. Yeah. And then as a form of, like, neo-imperialism, you have these, like, gay rights orgs from the U.S. and stuff going into places like Africa being like, hey, man, gay rights. And this has actually led to a backlash against, right. like, that's where all these, like, you know, kill the gays bills come from. It's right. like, these didn't exist before because they just, the, you know, anyone there who had any kind of queerness was living under the radar. Like, you know, maybe it was don't ask, don't tell, but it was safe. And they could live, you know, fairly invisibly. Right. And then now because you have these fucking neo-imperialists, neo-imperialists coming in, push, you know, putting this agenda, then not only does that make them realize like, oh shit, these people exist among us, but it mm. also then codes gay rights and stuff as like, oh, this is, you know, the West trying to fucking colonize us some more. Right. So then it, like, throws the actual, like, gay and, like, queer LGBT, et cetera, people, like, under the fucking bus. Mm-hmm. When before it's like, okay, maybe they couldn't live out in the open, but at least they were relatively safe. Right, right. So. That kind of, like, makes yeah. me think of um, stuff I've heard in, in terms of uh, trans rights mm. and stuff where the, like, visibility of transness really blew up sort of around 2012. Oh, yeah. Uh, It just became, like, a media focal point kind of thing. Right. Whereas before that, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of abusive uh, stuff going on. There was a lot of uh, degradation and and bullshit, but there was also... It was so much easier to like fly under the radar, mm-hmm. and kind of thing. There, there was less scrutiny. Yeah, now you don't it. have these fucking bathroom patrols. Yeah, and we're like, I'm gonna show you my penis if you don't fucking leave yeah. the women's bathroom or whatever the Jesus. fuck that guy did recently. Yeah, um, <sighs> yeah. woo senators or something like that. Mm. Yeah, um, but it's one of those things where it's like, in a lot of ways, it's gotten better, but there's this extra scrutiny that it's the visibility attracts attention it whether it's positive or negative yes. kind of thing um and I, i've heard people bemoan like it's it was a bit easier before this big uh like blow up in the media around transness when it's like yeah people didn't understand but they also didn't know exactly yeah so they might like yeah they didn't realize it's like oh my god trans people live among us like yeah, and, and now I have to be like hyper vigilant because what if one of them tries to pee in a stall next to my daughter? <sighs> and it's one of those things where it's like, I think the uh, 
awareness is good in a lot of ways for it's just like hey wow you know like 90s comedy tropes of what it is to be trans we realize that that's not a fucking thing no but at the same time look at the outpouring of like turf bullshit from the uk and and the rise of hate crimes and all of these things yeah like okay england listeners if there's out there what's up what is going on yeah, what the fuck? Like, why so many turfs when, so like... turves. Turves, that's it. <laughs> why so many? Um, when it's, like, in other regards, I've always thought of England as safer or a little more progressive. Like, not, in, not like, you know, perfect or anything like that, but, like, compared to maybe North America in a like lot the, of regards. Like, gay city London? Yeah, yeah. And then there's this, like, weird backlash when it comes to trans people. Yeah. Like, um... I remember doing uh, classes in the Women and Gender Studies Department here mm-hmm. in Alberta, and it's just like, oh man, this is like so pro-queer, pro-trans, like awesomeness going on. And then it's like the heads of Women and Gender Studies Departments of like big schools there are just like turf central kind of thing, mm-hmm. and like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the disconnect? What it's happened? Just, I, I, I don't know. It's surprising to me. It still fucking jars me. Yeah, to, it's just like, what, what's this, in the water know? there, you guys? Like, yeah. Huh. Who knows? Not to say that we're perfect or anything oh, over no. here. Like, God, no. But, like... But it's just, there. there is a marked difference, and yeah. it's interesting to behold, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. But, anyway, so... After that, like, 45 minutes divergence from (laughs) Eyes of My Mother. (laughs) Back Um, to Eyes of My Mother. She brings this date home and makes her immediately uncomfortable. And there's that cool sort of disconnect where it's, like, her being so isolated, both, like, I think expounded on by the reality of it all. but The fact that her father just fucking died. Yeah, but, like, in (laughs) terms of the family dynamic as well. Yes. Um... She's got this extra layer of isolation and the twistedness going on in the family just skews mm-hmm. it even more. It's like she, her behavior seems so normal to her. Right. Uh, but the date is just like, like creep the fuck creep out. Creep the fuck out, understandably so. It's the stuff she's saying like, oh, I killed my father kind yeah. of thing. And um, when the date tries to leave, we get this hard cut to from her like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to get a cab. Don't worry about it. Just, just uh, leave me alone. And it's a hard cut to Franny cleaning up blood. On the kitchen floor. Yeah. And that is the extent of that. You're just like, woo, Francisco, woo, okay. But it's still, like, really... It's it hits jarring. You. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, one of my favorite uses of that sort of technique is in uh, May when she brings the dude home. And oh, it's just yeah. like, he's like, hey, you got some ice? I gotta ice my nips, kind of thing. <laughs> and then um, she's just, he sees a cat in the freezer, and she's just like, what, what you'd be my friend? Can we be friends? All of a sudden, she's like, right. get away from me. And she just starts twitching out. And then it cuts to her smoking a cigarette covered right. in blood. And it's like, I fucking love the so uh, the way that that cuts together kind of thing, because it really hits on that less is more. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to show you, like... Don't get me wrong, I fucking love, like, sloppy makeup effects. I think they look fantastic. But at the same time, when they can do things so subtly and pull it off, it's so good. like, without being intrusive about it. Hi, Calypso! Because I think you could go too far the other way. I think this movie catches a good balance. Because uh, as it goes, we see more and more of what they do with the people in the, Mm -hmm. the barn. And... It's gross. It's, it's um, pretty brutal. It's uh, and it doesn't hide it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's not like it's 
everything is inferred or implied. Right. I don't know about you, I, I really dig this movie. Yes. And, like, the way it's put together is just so... Hell yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Calypso? Yeah, we got visited by our cat. What do you think, Calypso? And now she's being oh, silent, of course. The eyes of my beanie. <laughs> um, she's gorgeous eyes. There. Oh, there you're we welcome. Go. Also, it was a compliment. Yeah, that's that's solid takes. I definitely recommend people check this out, but be warned that it is pretty harsh and all that. And the the dude who did this movie is doing the Grudge reboot, and <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. It's like, oh, I'm. I'm that's the first thing that makes me remotely interested in that. <laughs> yeah, okay, cat. You interested too, kitty? Okay, so our next movie we watched was 2013's Jug Face. <laughs> Had you even heard of this movie? No. <laughs> and I saw the name and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You heard of Jughead, now meet his fucked up little brother, Jug Face. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh shit. I mean I get That's the name, canon. like it makes sense, but it was but when you hear it out of context, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no Who um, are you? <laughs> I heard of this one because uh your boy Larry Fessenden helped like produce well, it he's and fucking is in it. it. And then didn't um, Lucky McKee like Lucky McKee produce it, it too? Yeah. yeah. And uh Lauren Ashley Carter's in it. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like that sort of combination of people is what put this on my radar totally. so i was like oh I cool gotta check this out and mm-hmm. i'm glad i did because this movie <laughs> slaps in a really <laughs> fucked up way uh, yes yeah. so you know how we were saying that you know not all rural people are like incestuous fucking those guys this this movie this movie is more like but especially <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like but some of us are and we are valid and we matter <laughs> That is such a good, wholesome take on <laughs> what goes down in this flick. <laughs> this movie's very sort of like Appalachia kind of thing. like Appalachia? I think that's, like, I'm probably not saying it right, but I'm pretty sure that Appalachia is, like, not correct. But I think that's, like, how they say it. No, I think that's how they not say it. <laughs> there's, there's a way that, like, everyone says that that's not the correct way. I don't know. Some, I've clearly been to this part of the world. Someone who knows can definitely fucking correct us on yeah. that, and I welcome the correction because... Totally. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, yeah, so we've got this community out in the woods, and it's very, like, backwater redneck kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Like, when they have a uh, celebration of a wedding announcement, and I'll get to the <laughs> wedding announcement. There's big scare quotes around that. I'll get to that in a second. But when they have the celebration for it, it's just, like, bring out the fucking illegal moonshine. <laughs> We're gonna have a band where someone's playing the washboard, someone's playing the spoons and all that. Oh, yeah. We're just gonna have a hoedown. We're gonna put down the, the hunk of particle board for us to, like, have, like, a hootenanny on kind this of This is culture. <laughs> it rules. <laughs> it's so Rurals. Funny. It rules. I hate it. Oh yeah, God, that, that sounded way it. better in my head. I'm saying it out loud now. I sound like that. We're all back to the drive. But yeah, this culture going on in this backwoods thing, it very, very much has that kind of like backwoods kind of mm-hmm. revisionist version of heteronormative culture. Like it's. Um, Is it revisionist? I think 
I think for modern day, it would like to think it's revisionist, but no, it is absolutely just distilled heteronormativity. It's distilled, 100%. like their sweet-ass moonshine. Yeah, exactly. They distill the moonshine, they distill their heteronormativity as they just sign a fucking blood contract to, like, offer their daughter to Bodhi, this dude who's named Bodhi, and it's the most normal name of the bunch, and it's like... It really is. Yeah. Oh, God, I love the names in this. It's yeah. so great because it's just, just like... Me. Yeah, it's like two names stuck together with, like, an extra syllable <laughs> thrown on, like, Samson Mint. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's that fucking... His name is fucking, like, uh... Oh. It, like, is a name that begins with one letter, but they just change it to something else. Sustin. Sustin, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I think it begins with the J, but all, all I was coming up with was like Sacob and like stuff. That's like, that's not it. Sustin. What the fuck is Sustin? <laughs> it's just like, hi, I'm Justin. There's two S's in there, by the way. <laughs> like they said, they, like on the birth certificate. Oh no, there wouldn't be one because they're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they just like scrawled it. And they're like, oh, I don't remember what J looks like. So everyone was like, Sustin. Sustin. It's Sustin. Going busting with Sustin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, so. but yeah, the so the we have Blood Oath promised their daughter to this guy to be joined. Yeah. But so you think that it's just like oh it's just like you know they're they're like oh yes go go forth and prosper and fucking breed a whole bunch or whatever. Yeah. It's a bit deeper than that. Well, first off, the the complication going on in this movie that is like. There is some complicated shit going down, and the main character is in a bit of a pickle. Is the pickle is her brother's pickle that she's been boning down on, and they are having lots of brother sister sex, and, and it's they had like, a little too much fun, and yeah. there's a baby in her. Yeah. But I think maybe even another the bigger pickle, the deeper problem that is yay deep about the depth of a pit yes this is the one that comes up but it takes a while to really okay here's my gripe with this movie and honestly at this point if you haven't seen it it might be worth checking it out before you listen to the rest of this but the movie spills its whole can of beans i was gonna say spills its hand but that doesn't really make sense spills Spills its its hand full of beans uh in the beginning credits, there's this little animated sequence that shows everything that's coming kind of thing. Right. It's just like, we see the pit, we see what it's for, we see all this weird shit going on, and it's just like, this, like I get it was doing a stylized thing, but it's like, I liked it better when it was a mystery as to like what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you know? and where then, they just reveal little pieces here and there, and you're like starting to make sense of it. And you're, and you're like, movie, are you sure? In the movie is... itself, they do a really good job of that. They, yes, they have these like like it's almost like normalized, but we as the outsider, and it kind of definitely puts us as the outsider of yes. this uh, forest. Boy, does kind do of a good thing. job of that. Uh, where you know they'll just be talking about stuff, and it's just like I swear on the pit, and you're just like. What does that mean? Yeah, like you're having to infer kind of what's going on, and then as you're doing so, you're like, I must be off base. That's like too fucked up and weird. And then you find out you are exactly it's on like, the right oh, track. Oh, they are being very literal. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there are ghostly going ons in the backwoods, and <laughs> Ada, I think is her name. That sounds Lauren, right. Ashley Carter's character goes wandering around to DeWise place. He's this dude who's just I keep like, thinking that they're, like, like, every time they said that I thought they were, like, being really lazy and not like, saying the full name Dwight. They're like, Dwight! <laughs> Dwight! 
That's all you get. That's all you get. You don't get full t- at the end. Yeah. Um, they go They go to Dwight's place, and she finds this jug cooking in the, in the kiln. kiln. And it doesn't burn her it hands out, And it's like, oh, it's my face. Apparently. On this jug. Like, I'm the jug, and the jug is me kind of I'm thing. the jug face. I'm the next jug face. Yeah, and it's just like, at this point, we have zero context for what that sentence means. So yeah. don't worry, dear listener, if you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Because that's where we're at in the movie, right? Yes. Um, but she's freaked out yeah, she at finding this face that is apparently hers. Yeah, so she stashes the jug face, and that's when we get these ghostly murders coming up, <laughs> and they're all, like, connected to the pit. Like, there's yes. body parts strewn around, and it's drug on back to the pit, and uh, bloody pit full of guts kind of thing. And whenever they find them, they go, oh, no, and they get this giant, like, bone conch thing, and blow, like, Wah. Everyone knows that the pit hath taken, taketh away. Yeah. And... There's, like, this cool doubling going on where as the plot thickens and gets darker and darker, so does the family dynamic at work. Like, mm-hmm. we find out how fucking abusive her mom is and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just love the way that everything is, like, like we're, it really is sort of like a, you're looking at this culture that at the, the beginning seems like, oh, it's your typical mm-hmm. representation of rural living kind of thing. Like, it's a, being a cliche of that, right? Then you realize it's like, no, these people aren't that. These people are their own brand of fucked yes. up that's outside of... They might rural. like to think they're that. Yeah, because they go into town, and it is one of those small town yeah, kind of Yeah, like general things. store. Yeah, and, like, that seems more like your typical rural kind of yeah because even the people there are like oh yeah those guys out the woods is fucked yeah do not get in their way like yeah yeah, so even 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 like the the rural then with good country people are like oh they're a little rural for us yeah (laughs) but i think that this is kind of an interesting spin on the whole like stereotype or cliche of what you know, like, rural yokels are like, kind of mm-hmm. thing. It takes that and it skews it in horror movies it. Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah, it is using the cliche for sure in how these people are, but it's it, it strikes me as like, no, they're their own breed of It's more up, creative you know? than that. It's yeah. not that lazy, like, we're just going to rely on all these tropes. Like, if anything, they start with it to kind of trick you and think yeah, that you Yeah, sort of set the scene. Set yeah. the scene and make you think, like, oh, yeah, this is familiar. And then they get so weird with it that you're like, oh, I'm completely, like... I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I, I'm the outsider. Yeah, exactly. And not because I choose not to be like this, but because I have no fucking clue what's going on, because these guys are not predictable. They are yeah. not your typical backwater, local yokels, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're a whole different breed of, of woo, lads. Yeah. But I, I find that interesting, because uh, they do a good job of sort of setting up this whole culture thing Mm -hmm. because like i said and going back to what i've said a few times now where it's like everything's presented as is and we're just sort of there to pick it apart as it comes like Like, make sense of it or attempt to yeah like they have their their wedding cultures where it's like we sign a blood oath and now you're you're joined you're joined that's the word they used um they have this ritual around the jug face and they 
give you these little details where it's like, oh, the, the pit wants what it wants. And so Dewey gets his vision and he trips he out. possessed. And he creates the jug face. And then whoever the jug is, we have to like... Sacrifice him to the yeah. pit. Yeah. And it just does this kind of like weird shit that he gives it to you piece by piece. Uh, but it reminds me of like sort of the ideas of of how like religions can and like mm. religious groups and sort of like splinter off into these communities and they kind of slowly develop their own right. things. Like I, I'm thinking like Pentecostal kind of like we've got the snakes now because the snake won't bite us mm-hmm. if we're worthy and we won't die of snake venom because God protects us kind God of willed thing. it so. And it's like there's that but take God out of the equation and just the fucking pit in the ground. Because they don't ever equate it to God. They no. always refer to it as the pit. It's the pit. And yeah. the, the deal that they made during the pox outbreak. Yeah. Where, you know, we'll supply you and you give us your healing waters and it's it's what we do. Nobody questions it. Yeah. And so for, like, taking such a bonkers premise and... Yeah. I was going to say not spoon feeding it for you, but this is my big gripe with Me the too. fucking movie is... I think two things should have been changed and you would have, like, an amazing, amazing movie. One is redo the beginning credits to not show your, your whole ass. Yeah, but you should you know? do that at the end. Because, it, like, I don't have a problem with what they what they did. It's no, just that they... the timing of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, um... Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, when you actually... I don't know. I mean, I, I saw it and then... I'm really good at, like, completely tuning out the preamble or the first scene of a movie and then okay. we'll talk about it or like the opening thing and then we'll talk about it and be like oh well that happened in the beginning i'm like did it yeah okay you okay. sure did it maybe and then it is as because i knew what was coming yeah, maybe, kind of yeah but maybe. watching it the second time seeing that yeah. and then seeing how much they let things slowly unveil themselves right. as it goes it felt like that was a a weird choice yeah that's fair the other thing is there's visits by this ghost the shunned boy, the shunned and honestly, that drug the movie down quite a bit for it me really because did, yeah. it was, uh, it doesn't act, other than one plot detail that could have been given in a different way, Yes, it never actually adds to the plot. It just tells us what we already know. It just kind of spoon feeds you what you've put together yourself yeah. so it's with not kind tru- of shitty CG. Yeah, it's not trusting the audience. Like the effects yeah. are a bit dated and they, they, for the for the type of movie it is, it kind of adds a bit of cheese to it. It does. It didn't fit for like, a movie that's not a cheesy movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like it. It just. It doesn't. It's incongruent. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's almost like a like a slightly lower like not lower, but like a uh, cheaper version of Devil's Backbone ghosts showing yeah. up in a movie that they don't belong in kind of thing, but then just, yeah. like, basically speaking to you in an info dump kind of way. Yeah, and it's just like, this didn't need to happen. Like, trust me, yeah. I'm competent. I got this. If I put it, it together. On the on the plus side, at least, these things are pretty easy to skip over because yeah. they don't flip the movie in any huge ways. That's it's true. just like, I'm just showing up to remind you of what you know. Bye. In case and somehow you over, didn't figure it out. So it's like, when the scene's over, it's just like, all right, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but... It's one of those things that I just wish someone on the way, like, like whether it's the writing, the filming, the editing, post-production, whatever, like, at some point was, like, stood back and was like, you know what? We don't need this. Like, this is really necessary. And I would have saved some money on the effects budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it also was adding yet another layer to what's going on with the pit and the town and their whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it was adding another layer that I felt like didn't need to be there. Not really. It wasn't that important like they could have even made reference to them 
as part of their belief system, and yeah. I don't think we would have lost anything by never actually seeing them. Yeah. If anything, it might add to that sort of like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Like they had, they're referring to this thing, and they're so f- like afraid of being a shun, a shunned. But yeah, do they even exist? Because I was like so invested in the character dynamics going on mm-hmm. in this, I thought that was really interesting, and so it. Yeah, it just, like, I'm making it out to be this big thing. It's more a minor gripe than anything because it's such a minor part of the movie. That's true. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's... It could have been perfect. (laughs) Could have been without, and I think it would have been stronger for it. Agreed. That said, I really dig this movie. It's it's so fucking weird. It's so fun. Yeah. It's great. Definitely recommend it if you're looking for those sort of, like, indie horror flicks that came out sort of 2010s era kind of thing. That's just, just weird. Yeah. Yeah. But um, works. Yeah, it definitely works. Yeah. Well, that one's fun. Well, as usual, we have some recommendations for you. As always. As always. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that we've already covered. Go for it. It's uh, 2011's The Woman. Hell yeah. It's one that I probably would have thrown in this lineup if it if we hadn't already covered it, like, not like that in long depth, ago. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This one, uh, it stars... Uh, well, star. She's uh, no, she's fairly major, and it's she's got pretty uh, big in it. Lauren Ashley Carter from Jugface in it. It's written and directed by Lucky McKee, and it is one of the most depressingly bleak, disturbing movies pretty I've brutal. seen. Like it's yeah. brutal. It's leaves this ugly taste in your mouth, but for Ugh. some reason, I really dig this. Keep movie. going back for more, even though it lingers and yeah, just makes yeah. you feel gross. It's just there's something about it. Mm-hmm. There's something fucking about it. So if you're wanting to sort of like get in on one of those movies that'll just sort of like kick you and you're down because <laughs> every once in a while those just they're this, just needed yeah you're just feeling um, extra masochistic yeah like this is a good one for that and i really yeah yeah cool. agreed i'm gonna go i guess on the on well both movies were fucking weird this week in their own ways yeah i'm gonna add to that and do one we haven't covered yet what at some point we'll probably dedicate an entire episode to i think we have to that would be 2009's dog tooth mm-hmm. this is um i think it's rural it, it's it's unclear but it's in greece yes so it's a different kind of it's morality. a different yeah it, it's not that that north american you know final frontier whatever yeah. shit it's like you're not quite sure where they are, what's going going on. You know, they're in proximity to a city, but yeah. they're on this, like, compound. But it, it has that isolation. Fucking, it's, it, exactly. Know? It still has that isolation factor that, like, whole this is, like, a whole other world. You know, better might as well be a whole other world mm-hmm. that they're in. And, uh, yeah, things are a little bit different in this family. Yeah. No, that movie's... Talk about fucked up family dynamics. This is a good <laughs> jump off for both fucking movies. Fucking yeah. bonkers movie, yeah. Yeah, no, this what, what, is, is it, what is it from? It's, what is it called? Like the Greek weird wave Greek or weird something? Wave, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which I, I need to I, see more from. Yeah, obviously. Give, after seeing this one, it's like, well, I definitely need to see more, but mm-hmm. I, I've yet to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking at his IMDb, he has a lot of movies, and it's like I need to see more of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. Cool. Well, that'll about do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, putting up with our, our absence. Yes. Yes. Um, but we are back once again and hopefully still at it. For a while yet, yeah. yes. But until next time, take it easy and keep it sleazy.